Hello, and welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 11th episode, our guest is Monica Stark. Monica grew up in San Jose, California, attended UC Berkeley, and graduated in 2004 with a bachelor's in English literature. At the time, she didn't think she had what it took to be a journalist. Even then, journalism was a dying profession, and her parents advised against writing as a career. So, she decided to enroll in the teaching credential program at Sacramento State. Big mistake! Monica truly loves what she does and can't imagine doing anything else. She has been in the business for 12 years as editor of Valley Community Newspapers in Sacramento, California. She has been editing the Land Park News, East Sacramento News, Pocket News, and Arden Carmichael News for three and a half years. Each of those papers is published twice a month. She is also the editor of the weekly Sacramento News Ledger and California Kids. All of these publications rely on community journalism. As I now have an Amazon Associates account, I'll be posting links to Amazon on the homepage, www.therobburgessshow.com. If you click the links and then purchase that item, I understand I get a small bit back in return. Thanks for the support. Help the show reach a wider audience by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast on iTunes at tinyurl.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show. You can also find The Rob Burgess Show on Stitcher at www.stitcher.com forward slash podcast forward slash the dash Rob dash Burgess dash show. Google Play Music at tinyurl.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show Google Play. Tune in at tinyurl.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show Tune In. YouTube at tinyurl.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show YouTube. You can also subscribe directly to the RSS feed at tinyurl.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show RSS. If you're an Android user, visit subscribe on android.com forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show RSS. You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. Follow on Twitter at Rob Burgess Show. Like the page on Facebook at The Rob Burgess Show. Follow on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash the dash Rob dash Burgess dash show. The email for the show is the Rob Burgess Show at gmail.com. And now on to the show. Hello? Monica. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you? Doing good. This is exciting. This is way exciting. This is, like, maybe the most excited I've ever been to talk to somebody on this podcast. This is Shut like, up, you liar. I'm not a liar. <laughs> You're a fucking liar. I am absolutely not. I, I am totally floored uh, after reading your speech. That was great. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was a fun. It was a fun speech to give. I was very nervous to give it because I didn't really know my audience. It was a bunch of old white hairs, and <laughs> I mean, I had a bunch, you know, a bunch of jokes in there, and uh-huh. I didn't know how they were going to go over. But you know, no one seemed to complain. I actually got some people like coming up after the talk to like take their picture with me. <laughs> It was. It's. It's great. It's great. I couldn't believe it because I just read the thing. I didn't like give it. You know, I. I am not a public speaker. I just read it. You know. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you you are. I have publicly spoken to you many times, so I know that's not true. Um, you you are very good at speaking. Okay, well, let's, before we get any further, let's 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 uh, just slow down and and let's let's talk about uh, who you are. Tell people who you are first of all. I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always so crazy and changing. <laughs> That's the best answer. I'm like still trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, okay, well, back up. All right, so let's say, what do you want people to know about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> I am the editor of six papers in Sacramento. Uh, well, I don't even want to say Sacramento because that's not really accurate. It's more like the greater Sacramento area. I'm the editor at Valley Community Newspapers, which includes four neighborhood papers, East Side News, Lamb Park News, Pocket News, Art and Carmichael News. Those are neighborhoods in, in Sacramento. And then I'll send you um, the regional California kids. And then across the river, in a separate county, I do the West Sacramento News Ledger, which I've inherited after the passing of um, – an editor, um, you know, who before he passed, uh, you know, reached out and asked if our public, you know, if our publisher would take on that paper. So, mm-hmm. you know, after some time, I've inherited that as well. Right. Well, let's let's also explain how we know each other because you explained this a little bit in the speech, uh, not particularly about me. I don't come up in the speech. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm mortally offended that you didn't include me as one of the defining people in your life in the speech and make sure to mention it. <laughs> That's true. You were not instrumental in my, um, you know, progress to where I am. Today. Absolutely, it sorry. wasn't. It wasn't a factor. <laughs> so anyway, um, no. But we know each other because we both worked at the Ukiah Daily Journal, um, and you were the features editor, uh, and I was a reporter. Um, what was it? The lifestyle editor. What was the official title? Features. Yeah, it was features. I thought so. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, you, you've been a, a great friend to me always. Uh, before that, or you not before that? I'd know before before that. <laughs> I, know, I didn't know you before that. I, 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 from the time we met, and then we didn't work together anymore. Also, and you wrote me a very nice, uh, you know, letter of recommendation that probably helped me uh, get several positions. I'm sure. Um, so that was great, and uh, yeah. So you've just and as you've explained, you've, you've continued to gain uh, responsibility, and uh, you're obviously uh, killing it because you're responsible for basically what, you know, these people in these neighborhoods in Sacramento are, are getting, you know, as far as news goes. And you talk about this a lot in the speech, and you should probably just explain uh, this you know, where you gave the speech uh, and how it kind of came about that you were giving the speech. Well, I gave the speech uh, last Friday. What's today? Today is the Saturday 14th. Well, I didn't give it on Friday the 13th. I gave it on um, Friday, May 6th Mm. out in um, Rancho Cordova at an IHOP. Mm. And uh, the IHOP was uh, very well set up because, (laughs) you know, everybody got to, you know, order their food and be very comfortable prior to me talking. So there's 
Tommy's were at least settled before I talked for like 40 minutes or whatever. That's incredible. And, and I don't know, like, so I have a freelancer who wanted, previously wanted to, like, do a feature story on the California Writers Club. And the California Writers Club has been around since, um, London, so that's mm. pretty cool. Yeah. And, and they've had weekly meetings or, well, I don't know how often the meetings have been consistently, but they've, they've been rather consistent, I guess. And the, the club has sustained itself for a long time. And, mm. um, and after that article about the club was printed, the, um, uh, what do you call the club leader, the whatever um, club? Uh, what do you call president? Mm. Uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's your title. I'm not sure. She she asked me, "Hey, I have an opening. Do you want to talk?" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh God, I'm not a public speaker, but sure, <laughs> I will try and figure something out." So. I had a few months to prepare, Mm -hmm. and I was very nervous about it because I don't like speaking in public at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I didn't hear you give it at the IHOP, and that's certainly not actually where I pictured uh, it being delivered when I was reading it. But uh, it's interesting to know that now in, in retrospect. <laughs> um, but that's cool. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I really, really like it. Um, it. If you don't mind, I would. I, I kind of just wanted to go through it, not sentence by sentence, but, like, I had some thoughts while I was reading it. Uh, and okay. um, so you start off by talking about how... Um, um, community, you say, for me, community journalism is a selfish act, and I totally identified with that. Um, uh-huh. Really, I feel like anytime you work at a newspaper, you sort of feel like you're getting away with something in a certain way, because it's like, uh-huh. yes, people consider it a public service, yes, it is like a staple in the community, yes, people expect this and that, but uh-huh. the ability to get to do that for the hours that you're working is crazy. It's really crazy. Like when I, when I worked at the journal, like I got to go in a Cal star helicopter and people pay, (laughs) you know, people pay $25,000 to, uh, if they have an emergency in the mountain and they have to come get you, that's what it costs to like get, you know, I don't know what it goes for today, but I think that's what it costs without insurance way back when. But um, anyway, so it's like, but I got to do that just, because it was like, yeah, you know, this is your job. Come see what it's like. Write a story about it, you know? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, those are some of the perks to the low pays that yeah, we yes. go through. I yeah. mean, as I mentioned in my speech, I started off making $9 an hour. Mm. Like, you know, it, I was deficit spending the more I was working. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really, it was hard for me to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Every time I got to take advantage of these so-called perks, you know, flying in a helicopter or whatever, I was like, well, that's great, you know, but, yeah, I kind of wish this would go toward paying my electricity. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, don't, don't remind me of the, of the electricity bill I have due. <laughs> <No>. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, but serious, 
Honestly, no, yeah, you definitely get really good perks and you get invited places and, you know, and you you may not even get invited places, but you can weasel your way into places. Right. And, And that's the kind of cool thing, too. Like, I got to see Bernie Sanders up close oh, recently. Wow. It was amazing. That's really I cool. know, just on Monday, like less than a week ago, and um, I did this um, big story on his visit in Sacramento that, you know, that other publications didn't have the space or the you know, time slot to mm-hmm. fill in their in their newscast. So I was able to really fill it out and like, you know, interview people who were involved in the campaign who were um you know, and then also like talk you know, quote his speech mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I felt like other outlets didn't necessarily um you know, get that far in depth into what his issues were. They kind of like skirted the issues and then mm-hmm. talked about, well, does he have a chance to win? Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. Right, right. How are people in California feeling about the upcoming primary? You know, it's really fun. It's like it, everyone's like, are you Bernie or are you Hillary? <laughs> yeah, and it, it's definitely like if you, if you have really well done hair. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> if you have really well done hair, you're uh, oh. like Hillary. <laughs> I feel like the more messy I am, oh, wow. the more hippie I become. <laughs> right. The, 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 you're, you're feeling the burn when you're not feeling the uh, the getting the hair did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Wow. Wow. That You just said a mouthful there. <laughs> Wow, that's that's incredible. Um, wow, okay. Whatever. That's 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 some insight right there. That's interesting. Okay. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. Like 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 that means like I feel I feel like you said like some things about class, some things about you know. Thank uh, you. Yeah, yes. You know you what know, I mean? Okay. Get this. Get this in the press box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now there were reportedly, you know, um, fifteen to twenty-one thousand people. Okay, that's a bigger like range. Fifteen to twenty-one thousand people who were at Bonnie Field in Sacramento last Monday. Okay, mm-hmm. that's like huge considering he only announced that he was coming there like three days or something prior to that, and people were like. Are you really like gonna have a good turnout? You know, you're not gonna have a good turnout. You just announced it. But man, it was packed. And not only that, there was like lines that wrapped around, you know, people couldn't get in afterwards. Like it, it was, it was crazy. People wanted to get in who couldn't. It was maxed out. Hmm. And, um, meanwhile, I was inside like many hours before, you know, like mm-hmm. I was there at like, Two thirty. He didn't end up talking till eight thirty. I was there really early, and it seemed so empty, and it was so surreal. Like, you know, just how empty the the stadium was, and just like slowly people trickling in, and then and then suddenly, like there was this just this surrounding of like ants around me. I was like, whoa! Just mm-hmm. you know, in the distance, these just small little heads, and um. And meanwhile, this press box was, like, pretty huge, and I had all this space. I got to have my computer, like, hooked up, you know, my laptop plugged in. I got to, like, get free Wi-Fi, you know, (laughs) like, I was pretty close. 
and um, and and there were all these people like hovering over the gates of this press box. <laughs> they were like little sardines. It was it was it was a, like definitely a very energizing and really exciting time to be in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you could tell, you know, who in the media was like, oh, I'm not interested in really being here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there were people like, oh, my God, I got here too early. <laughs> you know, the, someone told me that. And I was just like, well, don't you have work to do? Can you find something to do? Like, there's plenty of people. There's, like, still people to interview, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, no, that was seriously a comment. Uh. It's me. And, um... So I don't know. I thought that was it was um, it was fun, you know, just being surrounded by such, you know, energy all night mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, that's that's awesome. Well, y'all, like, yeah. uh, as you may know, I met Bill Clinton because he came to uh, Kokomo, where I work. Um, we in Indiana were obviously in the limelight very recently. Um, you know, Ted Cruz's campaign, R.I.P., oh. uh, came to an end in our state. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we we killed we, we we killed the dragon finally, but but sadly, a bigger dragon was awaiting all of us. <laughs> Um, Funny. Yeah, but uh, you know, I had a pretty good chance of interviewing Kasich, and then he ceded the state to Cruz, and then Cruz didn't come uh-huh. to Kokomo, but his dad did. So I didn't have a chance to any- interview any of the Republicans. I would have loved to interview Bernie or go to a Bernie rally or oh anything. Oh my god! Um, and that's the freaking thing too. Like, okay, I had I I was sitting in the press box. I didn't know like there were other press like trying to weasel their way into like getting closer to him and like getting into back rooms with him. So I was like doing my, mm. I thought my due diligence, like interviewing people like, you know, volunteers in the campaign, you know, like from my neighborhoods, you know, I have these neighborhood papers mm-hmm. was like, okay, I'm going to interview someone from Isak, you know, I'm going to interview someone from Land Park, you know, blah, 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 you know, so I can like work the story into my various coverage areas. And um, meanwhile, though, I, I didn't realize that, um, you know, Bernie was like in some other room or something, I don't know where he was, with, um, you know, uh, other media. Mm. And um, and so that was kind of interesting because I had heard previously that his flight didn't even arrive until after 6.30. So I figured, oh, okay, if his flight doesn't arrive at 6.30, he probably won't get here at 7.30. And then that makes sense that, like, you know, it's not starting till later. Well, mm-hmm. you know, then I see, like, you know, on TV that, like, you know, other, like, TV stations had, like, tiny little bits with them. I was like, dang it. But, you know, they didn't get too much time, I guess, or they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, either either he didn't give them too much enough time or, you know, their um, network didn't have 
you know, allow them for mm-hmm. enough time. Because I'm sure, like, the reporters would have loved to have just pick his brain, you know. Oh, Anyone yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, we uh, were in the campaign van for the Clinton campaign uh, with a reporter. I think he was from, like, CBS News or something. And uh, I mentioned, you know, to one of the photographers I was with, you know, I was like, you know, I bet he probably gives that pretty much same speech everywhere he goes. And then without looking oh, up yeah. from his phone, the guy yeah. from, like, the network was like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the same, except, it's you know, a different – here here and there, they personalize yeah. it for the place they're in. But, you yeah. know, it's pretty much yeah. just the same speech. So – yeah, no, and it was very well done. You could tell, like, he was familiar with his, you know, delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I uh, I think it's one of those cases, though, where it's like, you kind of like you were saying, like, you have one chance to ask kind of one, maybe two questions. You know, it's not really like going to be a Barbara Walters, you know, situation. Um, as much as I'd love that situation, you know, who wouldn't? Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. uh, I think only the select few get that because i think they they don't want to like there's there's more for them to lose in that case than there is to gain you know so really mm-hmm. they want to give as little as possible you know yeah. space for them to make a gaffe mm-hmm. or whatever so i guess i understand from their perspective it is frustrating though because it's like you're coming yeah. here it's like say something new like like the reporter might ask you a question and knock you off your <laughs> access a little bit and you might say something interesting as opposed to the yeah. same few lines you've memorized so uh no, totally. And, um, you know, when I first, like, announced to people that I was going to be at the Bernie rally, they're like, well, you cover Hillary or Trump, you know, if they come to Sacramento. I'm like, heck yeah. Of course. I would love of to be course. there. Yeah. So, you know, Hillary, well, <clears throat> Bill Clinton, actually, is coming to Lamb Park, which is a neighborhood in Sacramento, you know, yeah. one of the more wealthy areas. And mm-hmm. um, one of my coverage areas and. And um, I definitely want to be there. Sure. <laughs> I don't have $500 to, you know, give to the campaign mm-hmm. to be there. So I'm hoping I can, you know, get the press pass to be there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I hope you get it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the Bernie press pass was easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Socialism. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so, I, uh, did you, I don't know if you want to get into this, uh, now, but in your speech, you talk about that you were, uh, mute for three years of your childhood. I didn't know that. Yeah, at least, you know, that's wow. what my, my dad said, at least that long. Do you yeah. remember being mute? Do you remember not talking? I- I remember, you know, not having any friends and being just very quiet. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like not being into talking with my parents mm-hmm. because it was a very tragic experience and my parents were pretty torn up and they didn't want to like talk, you know, they were right. pretty traumatized as well. So we were all just like mm-hmm. loner freaks. <laughs> No, I mean, I think it's probably a defense mechanism, if anything, uh, you know. Well, you know, I would have liked to have some, like, Mm -hmm. support because I was learning how to talk. Right. So, 
you know, and mm. and learning about the world around me, but I didn't have that mm. support. Right. Um, well, I mean, it's just interesting to me because I think you're so good at communicating that um, it almost seems like maybe you were like gathering your like you know you maybe were like pulling back a, a bowstring you know and then it's like the arrow yeah. comes out a little faster than it would if you didn't have yeah, that you know, know. What I, mean? I really I really don't know what you know if if that tragedy didn't happen mm-hmm. I don't know. How I would be different. Oh, yeah. You, know, you never I, know how I it could, affects you, sure. I could say, though, that, like, definitely I turned inside, you know, rather than outside. When mm-hmm. I didn't feel the outside comforting me, I just retreated to myself and just was sad. I was just, like, just this sad, depressed kid forever until sure. I could, like, express myself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, whether it was through, you know, doodling or, you know, further, you know, you know, doing diary entries or mm-hmm. just, ex- you know, once I learned how to read, which that was a trying thing, like, because my parents were so, you know, preoccupied with the death, I hadn't had their support in learning these important things like learning how to read, learning how to talk, learning how to Mm. communicate. Right. Like I had, you know, I had to learn that either on my own or with the help of my teachers, but really that's more of a parent, you know, job. And, um, Mm. and I didn't have the help. So, um, so once I did learn how to read, you know, I could not get myself out of a book. I, you know, just wanted to read, read, read. I I remember, like, reading these, like, novels, but there would be some words in there that I couldn't pronounce or, you know, like, I didn't know their meanings. And I, you know, during silent reading time at school, I'd bring up the book and show my teacher, what does this word mean? And and she'd say, um... Uh, well, you look it up in the dictionary, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, teacher. <laughs> She's like, yeah, this book is above your head, and I'm like, no, just this word is. Let's like focus on this word. I want to learn this. Right. Word. Well, it's like that Mitch Hedberg yeah. joke. Any any ch- any book is a, ch- a children's book if the child knows how to read. <laughs> Stupid. I know. Really. Oh my god. People like underestimate children. All the and time. Children yeah. are so smart. Mm-hmm. My God, my daughter is so such a genius. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. My son just pointed like I didn't know he knew the parts of his entire body like down to like the smallest thing like uh, he knows like I was like where's your chin and he was like it's right here dad and I'm like whoa I didn't know you knew that (laughs) okay well you know that and you know he he knows a lot more than he can say right now Um, he's just at that point where he's he says a few things but you know what I mean it's still like you can tell the his inside mind is a lot more active than his outside is able to express so he's going crazy in his brain yeah sure. well it's like when he couldn't walk and then as soon as he learned how to walk he was like vroom, vroom. <laughs> he was like i thought about this the entire time i couldn't walk and i was like where are all the places that i'll go when i can walk and yeah. run so. <laughs> it's so cute i love watching them grow it's yeah fun. it's amazing 
but it seems to happen overnight. It's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I know you're, you're a great communicator and, uh, you know, I always enjoy, uh, reading things you write. Um, you're very clear, you get right to it. Um, you know, <laughs> I really appreciate your, your prose. Um, <laughs> you're kind of giggle with these things. <laughs> no, I'm just reading your, your speech. It's, it's, it's just, it's funny cause I can hear it. Well, I just hear your voice so much in, in your writing. Like I can just hear you talk. Uh, oh. so I think that's, that's probably a good sign. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but the part I'm looking at right now, your speech is where you say community journalism is not national news. Um, yeah. What do you What do you mean by that? Well, it's like, come on, we're writing about you know the students of the month at the <laughs> local elementary school. You know, we're like. It's like, what grandma produced the best artwork at the state fair, you know? <laughs> like, you know, we're, the, we're here to make people happy, uh-huh. and and we just, we want, like, people to recognize there's greatness around us. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to look very far. We don't have to look at the nation's top leaders. You know, it's not national news. It's like everyday people. Mm-hmm. These everyday people are, like, wonderful, whether they're saving turtles who are being like, you know, dried out from the evacuation of the McKinley Pond or they, you know, or there's like the lady who um, (laughs) wants to tell people to stop feeding bread to the ducks because (laughs) their wings are going to get damaged, you know? Like, you know, it may seem quirky, but right. there's science behind it all. Sure. I'm sure, and, yeah, I'm sure she has all the documentation. So. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and, and it's so wonderful to, like, you know, share their stories because these are passionate people mm-hmm. who are so involved in the community. Right. Well, I, yeah, I think that's where, like, you know, journalism that is, like, viable is headed. Uh, it's just, it's headed to the hyperlocal because, honestly, like, I don't know if anyone expects you to compete with, like, the national news on certain things. <laughs> it's almost like it would be weird if you tried, you know, at this point. <laughs> no. You know, it's like, are, are you serious? Like, I can... What do you mean, Rush Limbaugh? Come on. <laughs> I, get, I get, like, five breaking news, like, alerts on my phone when a member of One Direction leaves the band. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I... I, I right. get you know I get the national yeah. news whether I want it or not. It's like YouTube yeah. albums on your iTunes, you know. It's, yeah. it's all coming whether you want it or not. So, uh, but but the local stuff. I mean, there's not like a CNN bureau in your neighborhood. And there's nobody that's gonna like tell NBC News to come racing down with five yeah. trucks, you know. But at the same yeah. time, that's what people do care about, and it's you know. Yeah, it's, and it's it, just, it's know. really sad. Like the Sacramento Bee is like just cut so many you know, reporter positions that they used to have neighborhood sections that actually like, you know, like I forget what they used to call it, but Mm -hmm. they used to have neighborhood like inserts, you know, like if you subscribe, if you lived in Salem Park and, you know, you subscribed to the B, you would not only get the B, you would get the land park um, neighborhood Mm -hmm. uh, insert, you know, and same goes with the 
mm-hmm. you know, various neighborhoods. And, right. And, and that had, um, you know, that went by the wayside, unfortunately. A lot mm-hmm. of people, I think, lost their jobs. It's like, I know what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And yet, I have the responsibility to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what that boils down to is, you know, relying on the community that I'm writing about. Mm-hmm. So if if someone says, hey, you want to do a story about me? I'm like, hey, <laughs> why don't you, t- you write it yourself? <laughs> 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 yeah, you definitely. Know, or at least, like, help me out a little bit because mm-hmm. you know I have I have the I have various you know just all day all night like twenty four seven I have people coming at me with requests for stories mm-hmm. and that's great you know but I have limited funds sure yeah like. Mm-hmm. You know, my budget is very small, and I'm only one person. I don't have any full-time reporters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't, you know, and I have six papers. Mm. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's like, so what I end up doing is, you know, if I can budget a freelancer to a particular story, for sure I'll do that. Um, But if it's something that... You know, after I've reached my budget and if more things come in, I'm like, well, okay, what can we do to, you know, make sure this covered? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it'll just be over the phone, like a quick little interview mm-hmm. and send me a photo and we'll plug it in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, basically, I don't want to say no to anybody because... Mm-hmm. You know, that's not cool. Like, what makes someone more important than someone else, you know? The lack of space? I don't think so. That's not fair. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, if, if I can, you know, work it, I do, you know? Mm-hmm. If, yeah, so I just, I, I try my best to make it happen even if I don't think it can. Right. Well, I think most people that do the type of work that we do feel strongly about it and more strongly about it than just having a job, for sure. It's like, mm-hmm. it's it just feels like it's it's more important than that. And you feel yeah. certain, resp- like you said, that responsibility to people that are in the community that you get things in that, you know, need yeah. to be in or they want to see in, you know, because yeah. ultimately it is their paper in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, it's the community paper. They're paying for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if it, well, <laughs> some are paying for it. Mm. I should say. <laughs> yeah. A number, five of the six publications I, I print are free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, pick me up. Right. But the, but the one of the website paper is subscription, and people do pay to subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, and I like that. I wish I wish my other papers had that model that mm-hmm. were reader-based, not advertiser-based. Um, mm-hmm. Because definitely for the website paper, which is reader-based and subscription-based, I... 
I don't know. There's, I don't want to say there's more responsibility for that paper, but there's more, um, more of the community coming at me to publish in that paper, you know, versus the other publications where it's ad driven. And so, um, I might, I might get an advertiser, you know, a realtor who's saying, Hey, well, I'm doing a fundraiser to, you know, benefit the local food bank. Can you uh, put my picture, you know, with this basket of food that I'm giving to the homeless? Mm. Like, you know, that's fine. I'll do that. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not really what I'm interested in per <laughs> Right. Um, I like your quote, uh, guess off with, uh, Stephen Colbert or Glenn Beck. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I pulled that, uh, I pulled that off a site. So yeah, I didn't come up with that quiz myself. <laughs> so you'll have to find that. Right. I, I did. I think I put that, that, I don't know if I put that link in that, um, document, but oh, you yeah, did. You, can, you did. You can find that. Yeah. Cool. Online. It's pretty funny. It and is. the point is, it's like, you don't know what's true and what's not. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, Glenn Beck can spew the most ridiculous statements and so can Stephen Colbert. And it's like, well, you know, basically what you can determine is, well, is it, an intellectual comment? If so, it's probably Stephen Colbert. <laughs> and this is Stephen Colbert in character as Stephen Colbert, yeah. right? Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, that's funny. Now, as a columnist, I almost took offense at that, but I, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I always, I only deal, I only deal in facts, so I, uh, I don't feel per- personally threatened by a Glenn Beck uh, takedown. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm warm. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, well, we don't have to keep talking about your speech. It's really cool. Is there anywhere I, people can read it? No, I am keeping it private, okay. you know, because I, I am giving it, you know, I am, um, you know, asked to talk at a lot oh. of events, so oh, okay. it's like a canned speech. Gotcha. So you're like, <laughs> so you're, you're pretty much like the political talk. candidates that we were just talking about, aren't you? Exactly. <laughs> so, wow. you know, maybe someone will YouTube it sometime. Oh my gosh. Wow. That, yeah. How frightening. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, if you have any upcoming events that you want to plug, uh, tell me, and I will uh, send the word out, because, you know, this is a, a good... Upcoming event. <laughs> upcoming events. <laughs> upcoming events. That's funny. Well, um, I just want you to make sure everyone registers to vote on mm, time. Yeah, well, not I only that, but in California, check right your now. check your party affiliation, right? Yeah, check your party affiliation. Because I read a, a story it was funny because I pulled it from the wire and it was like somebody mm-hmm. in like Point Arena was quoted um, mm-hmm. and it made me laugh because it was like oh man Mendocino County in the news again because um, 
somebody was like, oh, I registered, I thought I registered independent, you know, small i, uh, yeah. but really they registered for the American Independent Party, which is apparently a far right-wing party yeah. or something, and so they couldn't yeah. vote in the Democratic Party uh, yeah. primary or the Republican Party yeah. primary for that matter, because yeah. uh, they were signed up for this far-right organization they didn't realize, yeah. so, yeah. No, I know, I've talked to, like, volunteers in the Bernie um, campaign. Mm-hmm. who um, have gone around and, like, talked to these people and say, hey, do you know what you're actually registered for? And they're, <laughs> you know, and, and they're, like, totally confused. And they, they try to, like, you know, explain to them the situation. And, and they're like, well, I'm not changing anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh, Whatever. <laughs> like you understand the situation, right? Right. <laughs> and I don't know if they don't. You know, even after all of the explanation, like, like I don't know if people are just like dense, you know, and headstrong. Like, you know, like I am independent. I am, you know, uh-huh. right. <laughs> I'm so independent. I am not independent. I don't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're not joiners. Um, But uh, in Indiana, all you had to do was point to um, the R or the D when you went to vote, and they would just give you the ballot for that party. R or D? See, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. that's the way it should be. Um, Because, you know, Bernie's been doing better in states where it's open like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump's sons couldn't even vote for him in New York because they weren't registered as Republicans in time. <laughs> so, so wait, Indiana went to Bernie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So did uh, West Virginia uh, just recently. Instead of West Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. I hope to meet Bill Clinton. Yeah. What are you going to ask him if you get a chance? I didn't get a chance. As soon as he found out I was media, he, like, skirted. Well, I have have to think about that. Because you might only get one question. You really got to make it, you know. I know. I know. It has to to count. So Mm -hmm. I don't really want to go on the record yet. Okay. All right. For my question. You got you to keep it. <laughs> You're not getting it out of us, Clinton campaign. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> it will. Exactly. He cannot get any forewarning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He can't get his defenses up. You don't want that. You want to catch him in a raw moment. <laughs> exactly. For sure. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, we always talk about music on the podcast. Uh, what music have you been listening to lately? <laughs> I've been going back in time. Mm-hmm. Like, way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of hippie music. Mm. Mm-hmm. What kind of hippie music? Oh, what do you want? What do you What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> now I've been listening to a, a hippie music, but also like metal music. Mm. Like I've been into just '80s rock, mm. '70s rock, wow. '60s rock, but mostly yeah '70s '80s. Cool. And some punk. Yeah, were you singing but, um, in a band at one point? Yeah, well, I would love to get that, like, 
solidified, but, you know, yeah, me being a mom, having my daughter, oh, yeah. a little difficult, mm-hmm. like making the time. There's been a lot of time constraints as far as practicing schedules. Of so. course. Like, I haven't even been to the movie theater in almost two years. So. <laughs> That's why I go to the drive-in. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I guess I have been to the drive-in, but I haven't been in a physical theater. <laughs> <laughs> The drive-ins are great for little kids. That's a great point, yeah. That was fun when we went that. We we went and saw... Um, no, we didn't see Magic Mike. That was wrong. But but it's funny because the, the drive-in place we go to, you can, like, sort of see the other screens from, like, um, from from your vehicle. So it's like uh, Transformer 6 is happening at the side view. And then if you look in yeah. the rearview mirror while you're watching the movie, you can watch, like, a picture-in-picture backwards of, like, Magic Mike with no sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. It's just really cool, too, like, when you have kids who, if you go with a group of, you know, a few families, like, one or two other families, mm-hmm. and they, you know, you just kind of, like, caravan in. Mm-hmm. It's fun, because then the kids can run around and play, right. and, you know, you can have your picnic and that is cool. watch the movie and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to try to go to, like, some outdoor, like, movie things maybe this summer and see if that, that'll that work, like, uh, public parks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be incredibly wholesome. So. Wholesome. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. It's like you can't just watch, like, Friday the 13th, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can. Some people would. Uh, but the Alamo Drafthouse theaters apparently don't allow, uh, even with parental, con- parental consent, anyone under six uh, in R-rated wow. movies. So, wow. yeah. That's pretty good. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I've turned into the prude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just trying to get frozen, you know. Oh yeah, well, frozen in the backyard, like protected. Yeah. That's good enough for me right now. Absolutely, yeah. We watch that about every three days, I'd say. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a favorite. What is it about Frozen that brings the children back? What is it? What is it doing to their minds that they're like? Oh, it's about love. Oh. And not about, like, sexual love. It's about, like, sisterly love. It's like these are friends. You know, little kids don't understand sexual love. True. They understand, like, friendship love. Mm-hmm. And so sisterly love is, like, very congruent, you know, just works well with, like, what kids understand. It's like, here's my best friend. She's my sister. I love her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's my best friend, Alice. I love her. Okay. We're going to save the world now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Frozen's beautiful. I love Frozen because it's so simple. It really is. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's none of this, like, drama between, like, man and woman. Well, there is, but it's mostly, you know, just, Mm -hmm. you know, sisters taking care of each other. 
That's a good. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's that's very insightful. Um, I've I've started. You know, I've started to form my own theories about it. You know, having watched it as many times as I'm sure I've I've seen it by now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, Ash uh, sent me a link to a fundamentalist Christian blog that was like, it's really a metaphor for uh, homosexuality, and it's like the ice. It's like you know, let it go. What are you letting go? You're in a bitch to be gay or something. I don't remember exactly what the argument was. Oh my god! They were like wow, reading, reading really a little too much into it. <laughs> oh my god! I would love to read that. That sounds uh, oh really yeah, extremely crazy. Oh, it was. It was. The website formatting was horrendous, but. Um, <laughs> I don't remember, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, they were like, "Why can't things be wholesome like Little House on the Prairie?" <laughs> oh yeah, I'll have to find that. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty funny. They they were they were finding all sorts of subliminal messages in it. And this like predates Little House on the Prairie. It's supposed to, right? Oh yeah. I mean, what what uh, century was this? <laughs> <laughs> hilarious so what other uh what other things does your kid like to watch like what is the what is the roster oh man i make her watch things i'm like okay if you want to watch something we're gonna watch like these like learning how to read movies <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's that, that's what you should do yeah absolutely no she loves acting and um she was actually in her first play this last um, winter. Oh, she awesome. was. She was the youngest. She had the she she had a speaking part, and she was the youngest kid um, with her, you know, solo speaking part, and um, and she was so cute. The, it was Aladdin, mm-hmm. and she was in the introduction talking about how. Um, Jasmine didn't want to marry against, you know, her, she, how Jasmine didn't want to marry someone against her own free will mm-hmm. and how she wanted to choose, you know, her husband. <laughs> so, Sophie's like this little, like, four year three to she was four years old, barely four, on the stage, like, surrounded by, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve-year-old kids, you know, like, she was the tiniest person, like, but she was belting out that statement, and it, like, reverberated to the back of the, the, um, theater, Mm. and it was, it was awesome, because she was so, she was so excited to, like, you know, be on stage, and, and express that statement that we that she and I had talked about, you know, a lot. And um, she understood love. You know, she understands love, and she understands what she was saying. She was so she was really excited to to tell the world about it. Well, that's awesome. It's yeah. amazing to see what, like, their own, like, interests and, like, talents are and stuff. Because, like, he has, like, better rhythm than I've had 
ever. Like, he just, he gets, like, how to get into the groove of something. And, like, I play music and stuff, and I love music, but, like, I am, like, <laughs> for lack of a better term, I'm the whitest person in the world when it comes to, like, trying to find the beat. Like, I'm just so, like, so awkward. I can't, like, I can't, like, you know, totally let myself get into it. But you, like, maybe it's just, yeah. like, you you know what I mean? Youth, it's just, like, there's not, yeah. not like, the inhibition, you know, there when, exactly. when you're that age. Yeah. It's just, like, you, there's nothing stopping you from... Uh, you know, just expressing yourself purely, and you know, it's it's amazing to see uh, that they haven't like learned to put up those walls yet. You know, you know what I mean. We have so much to learn from our children. That's true. So Absolutely, hard and so free mm-hmm. and so gentle. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and it's something that yeah you don't really learn until you're like uh, a parent. I didn't. I don't think. I mean, because you don't have a you don't have something that you're looking at all the time that is that free. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just see him like he'll like dance and he'll do these like 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 dances I've never even seen before. But he'll just break out into them like at like a moment's notice. Like he almost fell over the other day, but like when he recovered his like balance, he like turned it into a dance. Like that he was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like falling over, but then he was like, "Oh, wait, I got w- I got to wiggle with it." <laughs> Aww, that's so cute. It was it was hilarious. So. That's so cute. But uh, your your kid is incredibly cute. So. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just the smallest things, and she's the biggest part. Like, mm-hmm. Listen, I I can't believe some of the things she said. Like, you know, we just recently moved to our new place, and like, you know, she was at her dad's house when I was doing most of the logistical moving. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, yeah, basically moving, and um, and after we came into our new house, and I had her with me, she was like. I didn't even get to say goodbye to our old place. <laughs> she, was, she was really sad. Like, she's like, why did we move, Mommy? <laughs> you know? Like, it was a good neighborhood, right? What was wrong with you? Oh, no. I'm like, well, I don't really want to talk to you about, like, you know, the people who broke into the house and pissed on our, you know, furniture and mm. stole our stuff multiple mm. times. Like, that's... You know, I don't really want to express that to you, so I'm just going to say, it's okay. Mm. We will go back, (laughs) say our goodbyes, and it's for the better. It really is. Like, we're moving up to a better neighborhood. You'll be closer to your new school, and there will be some fun kids to play with. You know, trying to keep it simple for her. For sure. Right, right. Well, I mean, I've thought about this before, and it's like, before you have kids, it's just like, you could, like, I'm going to pick up and do this, you know, like, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, oh well, you know. <laughs> I'll 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 go and I'll I'll sleep in a train station one night if I have to. Um but then it's like you have a kid, it's like I wouldn't even stay at like an Airbnb at this point, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just so like, you know, I I have to like you know, if I was to go to like a hotel right now I would be like, is it like smoke free in the entire hotel? You know, before I'd be like, Oh, is there room in the ashtray? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you don't have to think about, you know, your your personal safety as much when it's just you. It's like you're kind of just taking chances. And maybe that's just being younger or whatever. But I think having a kid definitely brings that into sharp focus because it's not, it's not just you. You do have to look out for the safety of, of other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't, you can't be risky because you're not the only one that's risking it at that point. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it. Um, but I'm definitely one and done. Are <laughs> <laughs> you guys? I think we definitely want, uh, you know, to keep going. Um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, we both have siblings, so I think that it's important for us mm-hmm. that that he, yeah. you know, have that experience too. Not that you yeah. you can't have a full and rich experience, you know, being an only child, of course, because I know many people that are, but. Um, <laughs> Because I, I know there's probably people listening that are only children, and I'm not meaning to offend them, of course. Um, but you know, you, you you go with what you know, and and we both have uh, we both have brothers. Uh, we you know, Ash also has a sister. Um, so, but you know, I, I feel like you do gain something from that. Uh, you know, and I, I don't think I don't think you're like you're like missing something as like a human being if you if you don't. But I do think it it cer- certainly helps. You know in certain areas, you know, as far as, like, sharing and, you know, you do have to think about more than yourself, you know, just inherently. Not that you can't learn that as an only child, because, of course, you interact with other people, but, um, you know, it does, it does create situations that they have to do that, so. Yeah. For Sophie, I'm like, yeah, no, you are not having another brother and sister, not, like, with me anyway. Yeah. And she's like, well, can I get a doggy? What the heck? <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. I'm like, no, I'm a workaholic. I feel so bad. Like, I want to give her at least a dog, but mm-hmm. I'm, like, not home enough for a dog. Right, so. right. And as much as I say yeah. it would be great to have, you know, more kids and everything, it, the, the thought of, like, going back to the earliest days of when he was uh, first here, it was just like... Like, I, I actually can't believe I'm still alive, like, after that. That was, like, it's so brutal. Like, I've never experienced anything like that. <laughs> I was just, like, the walking dead, like, at certain times. Like, I was just I so, like, it was it was nothing I'd ever, I, you can't prepare for it. It's just, like, a bomb goes off in your life, you know, as far as that I goes. So. It lasts forever. It never stops. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but I will say it has it has gotten around. I'm running around, like right. Suddenly they start running around. It's like what the bomb stops. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they understand finally we're on their side. I don't know. Right, right. Well, I think being able to reason with children must be nice. I'm not. We're not to that point yet where we can have a back and forth conversation, and I feel like that's got to like create some kind of leeway. Um, yeah. But yeah, just just having the the, the newborn little crumpled baby was oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it was it was amazing. But like it was like it was just so all consuming. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, like, like as as you said, you know, as as the rest of parent, being a parent is also. So it's really like you know that the the fun the fun never stops as far as when they're able to run around. It's like <laughs> get ready to play uh, defense for the rest of your, <laughs> rest of your life. Defense, defense, like, defense. <laughs> I know. And you have to mask it into, like, some actually positive game, like, kind of goes it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. I know. And it's, the funny thing is it gets worse the more you try to ignore it. The more you're like, go play with something, the, the more it's like, now I'm going to go rip at the curtains or something. You know? Whereas oh, if you God. just, like, if you concentrate and, like, make, you know, uh, an activity happen, uh, they'll be more engaged. But it's, it's, always, it's always when I'm trying to, like, get something else done, which, you know, I used to have yeah. unlimited time. I don't even know what I did with my time. You know what I mean? Before I was just like, oh my god! I was just I had time oh. time to burn. <laughs> time to burn. Hey, dude. So, um, tell me, what's it like in Kokomo? What do you mean? What's it like? What's it like? I mean, what's it like at work? Oh, tell it's me about your job. My job. My job is yeah. the night editor. So I'm the editor of the night. Um, You're the editor of the night. You do all the, like, gang-banging. Yeah, I kind of lurk in the shadows a lot. Um, <laughs> wear a hoodie. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, no, I, I work... <laughs> I work, uh, I work, I know, I work two to ten, and, uh, let's see, I, uh, I put the paper to bed, I read it a story, uh, I, uh, make sure it's all tucked in, um, <laughs> I make sure no, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's basically my job. Are you, are you asking about specifically my job, or, or the town of Kokomo? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, Kokomo uh, is a, is a union town. It's a factory town. Um, you know, there's a Chrysler plant there. Uh, GM. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, auto workers, union members uh, uh-huh. in town. It's a very blue collar uh, kind of place. Uh, you know, the the mayor is democratic, uh, but I feel like there's a lot of very socially conservative there. Um, you know. So that's been so, it. Uh, Beach Boy song, the Kokomo song. Yeah, that's kind of a mistake of fate or whatever because I think they were trying to talk about an island in the South Pacific or Pacific. I don't Aww. know. Uh, but yeah, not I, about your town. I mean, <laughs> it shares the name, but I think they were going for a more tropical feel than 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 Kokomo could possibly. There, there is a place called Kokomo Beach, but it is not a beach <laughs> in any sense of the word. It was, you know. <laughs> so I've always been curious. Yeah. No, that's that's a that's a coincidence. Uh, I think they just thought it sounded exotic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually uh, a Native American name in reality, but no, I think they were going for a more uh, Caribbean feel because <laughs> they go, they're like Key Largo, <laughs> you know. So I think they're assuming that Key Largo is nearby. <laughs> no, I'm like what is that? Yeah, it's not. No, sadly. <laughs> Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog. The creator's from there. Clifford the Big Red Dog. I read that to Sophie all the time. Yep, his uh, loves Clifford. His creator uh, Norman Bridwell from Kokomo. Um, 
and tell me more. What? Come on. <laughs> About Clifford's creator. <laughs> uh, he's from Coco. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be from somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is a claim to fame. I know, right? It's on the sign when you drive into town. So. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> Absolutely is. Home of Clifford what the Big Red say? Dog. Co- it's seriously. I will take a picture and send it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will show that to Sophie. She uh, would get a kick out of that. She'd be like, "Let's go there now." <laughs> Boy, I hate to. I hate to disappoint her if she gets here and, and she's not able to find <laughs> there's a picture of it but yeah <laughs> there is a yeah. giant uh, statue of a uh, uh, um, crane mantis called the uh, Coco Mantis <laughs> Coco Mantis? Yes. seriously? Uh-huh. wow Mm-hmm. That's insanely scary. And there is a, it's in fr- it sits in front of a subway, um, mm-hmm. and uh, not not a subway uh, <laughs> station, a restaurant. So no. <laughs> we don't have a subway. Are there subways in Kokomo? No. <laughs> there are subway cars. No subway sandwiches. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, I just sent you a picture on uh, Facebook, but. Um, yeah. So uh yeah, so the, it's uh, it's it's kind of a small town, um, you know. So Is it bigger than Ukiah? Yes. Yeah, for sure. It's like for uh sure. 50, 60,000 people. So Versus 15,000. Yeah, but I mean, people drive into Co- or, uh, Ukiah from the mountains, so you know, mm-hmm. there's <laughs> Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, well, you, oh, you so. kind of. <laughs> yeah. You kind of definitely very transient. You had a lot of people coming through there, like, interested in the town. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was very artistic, and people are drawn to that. And yeah. I kind of miss that, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it was always an adventure, like, I was coming up you know, Main Street or Talmadge Drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there were these, you know, hitchhikers, like, are they going to get picked up? Are they going to be here when I leave for work later? <laughs> like, <laughs> like these, they were always sitting at Walmart waiting for a ride. <laughs> Would they still be waiting on a ride when you drove by again? Sometimes. Sure, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a crap shoot. Are they going to be there later? For sure. But the guy with the neck brace would always just keep walking. You know, he always had somewhere to be. <laughs> what was your favorite story in UK? Oh, I don't know. Uh, man, there's all you got to work on? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, well, the one I always think about is when I interviewed uh, the Jonestown survivor. That was... Ah, oh, Jonestown, yeah. That was pretty, uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, for people that don't know, um, kind of a weird connection with me is... Not that I have anything to do with this or this is why I went to Ukiah, but Jim Jones is actually from a small town in Indiana. Um, 
and he moved to Ukiah because he thought, well, he read a article in Esquire magazine said that there were ten places, you know, there's like the ten places that will survive a, you know, nuclear attack by the Soviets or whatever. And yeah. one of them was Ukiah. Wow. Yeah, so that is why he picked, <laughs> he, picked he moved his flock from Indianapolis to, wow. to Ukiah for that reason, apparently. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. so cool. That is, like, very ballsy. Was there no other place closer? I don't know. I mean, he, like, was a rebel when he was here. I mean, as far as he had an integrated church long before anyone else was doing that in Indiana. Um, You know, we still had laws that you couldn't even get married if you were of a different race in Indiana at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. He was very uh, progressive. Well, that's, you know, I've written about this before, but it's part of how he tricked people is that he was so progressive that he got so many people on his side that, you know, nobody wanted to believe these horrible things about him, you know, when it came time to face the facts or whatever. So, you know, like he had all sorts of prominent people on his side from the progressive side. So including uh, Jimmy Carter's wife, as I remember, um, even appeared at some events with him and, you know, George Moscone, the mayor that was later, uh, you know, murdered by, uh, Dan White, along with uh, Harvey Milk, um, he yeah. was, you know, all about Jim Jones. He appointed him to, he helped him with his re-election campaign because he could make, uh, you know, a thousand or fifteen hundred or several thousand people's temple members show up to the polls or a demonstration when he needed them to. So he appointed him to like a housing commission. Is like, thank you for that after his re-election. So, um, uh. oh yeah, no, he was deep into like politics of you know the progressive side, and you know that's how he got his legitimacy. See. He was able to use that bona fides as a progressive person to fool people, basically. So, and there's a really unfortunate uh, ad that appeared in the Ukiah Daily Journal uh, when you know some accusations were going around, which were always swirling around him, of course. But um, where the bunch of local business leaders and people prominent in the community like took out this like big ad in the paper, and they were like, "We don't believe these things about you, Jim Jones, and we know you're a good man, and these are all slanderous attacks." and so on and so forth. Oh, wow. so he had, yeah, he pulled pulled a fast one on many people. So anyway, that was mine. What was yours? Oh, probably the um, alleged squirrel shooter. That was who, pretty uh, amazing. Fell off the roof. That is Yeah, and died. Incredible. Yeah, I, I really felt really bad because that was pretty much the headline, alleged squirrel shooter falls mm-hmm. from roof and dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a bunch of angry Jews coming at me, <laughs> you know. They're like, you know, uh, the alleged squirrel shooter, God rest his soul, I can't remember his name. He apparently was really big in the Jewish community mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and did a lot for, you know, just people in Ukiah, and I didn't remember, I I never heard of him before, Hmm. and so, you know, I was just following the, you know, uh, basic, uh, you know, police, journalistic, you know, guidelines, you know, here's the Mm -hmm. press release, contact us with any questions, blah, 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 run it. Thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't have my name on it or anything, but it was just like, 
Yeah, I got blamed for, you know, slandering this guy mm. who, um, or writing label for this guy who, uh, you know. Right, because you printed. Not, yeah. Right. <laughs> and without, like, telling who he was. Mm. And, and I felt really bad. And I'm like, well, you know what to do about this. Except maybe some freelancer can, you know, write some expose about how great of a person he was and, mm. you know, provide some, like, you know, background. So that was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely was talk in the Anikaya. And then, when, I don't know, I think, I don't know if you were part of our paper then, but we were doing the marijuana series and... Like, I was covering education, so I was trying to think, well, marijuana and education, what correlation here? So um, I talked to the high school and um, uh, and met with the woodshop teacher, and the woodshop teacher was, like, telling me how a lot of the kids would whittle uh, marijuana pipes underneath their desks <laughs> <laughs> during, during class and and like how they didn't think they were getting caught and, and, and they would just like, yeah, whittle these pipes and I don't know what they would do with them but it was just I was like, wow, okay, so you're not like you know, con- you're condoning this or you're not, I'm not really sure, but okay, this is happening mm-hmm. and I'm reporting on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, it was, was kind of interesting because he was such a, he was such a nice witch job teacher. <laughs> <laughs> is a special place for sure um, that, and that was like uh, I believe it was soon after I left the paper to work at Ukiah Valley TV so I think I, I just missed that but that was a really cool uh, tab you guys did um, oh. what, about that because yeah. you guys really yeah. went deep on a lot of different <laughs> uh, subjects um, <laughs> including that one of course <laughs> <laughs> that one was the most silly one, probably. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that was fun. Ukiah uh, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The squirrel shooter and, like, the marijuana. Mm-hmm. And just, like, living in Ukiah was fun, you know, regardless of being part of the paper. Like, Adam and I lived next to this. Um, person who was arrested for um, making some honey oil, mm-hmm. and uh, and we didn't even understand what that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like googling, "What is honey oil?" <laughs> we're like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get blown up!" <laughs> like, I know. These are highly <laughs> flammable <laughs> operations. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're just next door. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. We're like, be sure to clean that tub out. Oh, yeah. Question, in Ukiah, we used to print, and and maybe they still do the actual names of the, the suspects, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and then Indiana, do you? What, put the names of suspects? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. See, yeah, here in Sacramento, we just say a suspect, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no kidding. And, it, and we don't even put the complete address. You know, we'll say on the, mm. you know, 1400th block mm. of Broadway, you know, or whatever. Oh, wow. For, for just yeah. for marijuana busts or for anything? Well, for, for anything. Really? We, we're very protective, mm. like... We don't want to mess anything up. Interesting. So, or just, yeah, it is very interesting. Right. But sometimes it's very obvious, too. It's like, well, okay, there's only one business on this block. <laughs> yeah, right, so, exactly. You know, if people are really interested, they'll figure it out. But, sure. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So, well, I mean, we run, like, police blotter, and, yeah, we put, like, names and, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think exacting addresses yeah. are, are pretty much the norm. I mean, like, for the most part, I yeah. mean, I know there's exceptions where they do the whatever hundred block of whatever, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, we do we do that all the time, and I think part of it is to protect advertisers too. So, if something happens at like Rite Aid, like, <laughs> and Rite Aid is like a major advertiser, well, we don't want to like you know like say don't go to Rite Aid because there's like drug busts or whatever, <laughs> like murderers on the street. Well, yeah, there's all sorts of internal uh-huh. rules and styles about mm-hmm. that kind of thing, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. no, our paper didn't even do the police blocks for a long time. Right, where, really? Wow, huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Well, that's cool. Well, um, hey, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Can you talk for many more? Or? I don't care. Well, is there anything you wanted to talk about or plug or anything? I mean, if you want to promote anything. Plug. Yeah. I don't want to promote. I don't plug. Nothing? Don't no, <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> www.leavemealone.com <laughs> One eight hundred one eight hundred witness protection. That's what I have to promote. <laughs> Call now for special reading. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks for doing this. This has been fun. That was, that was cool.